Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of 2 Peter. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. You may mail your questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We're continuing our study of the second general epistle of Peter. We're in chapter 2, and we've just completed going through verse 9. And so we'll pick up at verse 10. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they... Self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption." and shall receive reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and hearts they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, or other places in scriptures, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same as he bought, or brought, excuse me, of the same he is brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than from the beginning. For if it had been better for them not to have known, uh, or let me rephrase that uh, and read it properly, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Now this is speaking of false teachers. They're described here as children of the curse, or cursed children. They are wells without water. They can't satisfy the spiritual thirst of anybody. They're clouds that are blown about by every wind of doctrine. And we go on to see that these false teachers are servants of corruption. 
They had a profession of salvation, but they became entangled with the world. They were overcome by the world. And their latter end is worse than their beginning when they made a profession. Because they've now embarked on a course of action that denies their profession of faith in Christ Jesus. And we know that these illustrations of the dog and the pig are not pleasant. And yet they do portray the folly of these false teachers. Now, if you would, let's go from Second Peter chapter 2 and go to the book of Jude. The book of Jude. And Jude is only one chapter. Uh, but take a look at verse um, 8. And following, likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally, as brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsayings of Korah. These are spots in your feasts of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. These are, verse 16, murmurers, complainers, walking about their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage, it says, and that is to take advantage of these who would be gullible, for these false teachers. Now that's in Jude, but we see the same characterization of these false teachers in Second Peter chapter 2. They are presented as foolish. They're presented as corrupt. They're presented as being the worst of evil. These are those that made a profession of faith that said they were followers of Christ, and then lived for the devil. In this second chapter of Peter, we find Christless teachers. These are not teachers that make mistakes, that are trying to teach the truth, but somehow miss the mark. These are teachers that are teaching without Christ, that have not placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Do you find the time in which you live to be a hard time? Are there difficulties in your life? Are temptations strong? Is the opposition of Satan against you powerful in your life? Well, you need to expect those kind of things to happen, that kind of opposition, that kind of difficulty, and you need to rise above it. Now, we rise above it only by the grace of God, only by the power of Christ. But we've been warned 
that these things will happen to us, and we've been promised that greater is he that is in us, that is God the Holy Spirit, than he that is in the world, that is Satan and his minions. The world always has been and always will be full of this antagonistic crowd, this antagonism to the truth, and to those of us, including you, who would speak the truth, even though you're speaking the truth in love, you'll find antagonism against the truth. But God will bring these foolish, unlearned, and false teachers to nothing. Oh, they may have a channel on XM satellite radio. They might have a huge arena as a place where they speak those large, swelling words. But sooner or later, God will bring their efforts to nothing because their false teaching is an absolute anathema to a holy and righteous God. Now, we see in verse 9, in the meantime, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment where they will be punished. Peter tells of the coming, the influence, and the doom of false teachers. If you have not seen false teachers, or heard them, or read their materials, I am surprised. They are easily found. You can find them without trying to find them. They come uh, on television, they are in magazines, they are in books, they are in pulpits, they are available to you in many, many different forms as angels of light, but they are the devil himself, as it were, in what they teach. This is a dark chapter in the Bible. Christ warned us we shouldn't be surprised. And here we have Peter telling us in detail what is happening and what will happen with these false teachers. If you have an opportunity, turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And look at verse 15. This is Christ speaking. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, whereby, or wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Look at um, Matthew chapter 24. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. 
And uh, while you're looking, look for verse 11. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. This is Christ speaking again. And let's go back to even beyond that, uh, before that. Um, Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, this is when they're saying, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the world? Verse 4, Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Now this is verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So the Lord warned us that this would come in the latter days, in the last days. He also went on to say, uh, at the time of great tribulation, if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ, false prophets, shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that it were possible that they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. And so we've listened to Paul's words about false teachers when we look in Timothy. And... Uh, in particular, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, and this is where Paul writes, and he says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created, to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe, and know the truth. Or in Second Timothy, where Paul wrote uh, in Second Timothy, and chapter three, and verses one through nine, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres 
withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. And we're reminded that God will not put up with this forever. In verse 12, however, take a look. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, it's not only Peter that gives a black account, a dark look at uh, what is happening, but there in these other passages we find it as well. It's a black list, if you will, that Peter gives. Uh, There's no softening of the shade from one to the other. It's a very dark picture. And Peter warned the church of false prophets because he needed to. He had to. Now, in chapter 2, and I'm going to give you the verses in chapter 2 where these things are mentioned, I want you to see the list. This is a blacklist, if you will. You're put on the blacklist? No, you're not. But these things are. Uh, We see that these false teachers, these false prophets, in verse 1 of chapter 2, will bring in damnable heresies. Also in that same verse, they'll deny the Lord that bought them. In verse 2, the way of the truth will be evil spoken of. In verse 3, these false prophets will, with feigned words, that's faked words, they will make merchandise of you. They will sell you and sell you things. In verse 10, we're warned that false teachers walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. These same false prophets despise government. They're presumptuous. They're self-willed. They speak evil of dignities. These are all in verse 10. In verse 12, we find false teachers, these false prophets, are naturally brute beasts. They speak evil about that which they do not understand. They are pleased to riot in the day, in verse 13. Verse 13 also shows us that they are spots and blemishes on the very society. And they revel in their deceivings while they feast with you. In other words, they deceive you even as they sit at the same table and enjoy your hospitality. Verse 14 shows that their eyes are full of adultery. They can't keep from sin. They're enticing unsteadfast souls. Their hearts are filled with covetousness. In verse 15, we find that they are cursed children or children of the curse. Uh, We see in verse 15, they've gone astray. In verse 17, these false prophets are wells without water. In verse 17 as well, their clouds carried about with a tempest. In verse 18, they, the uh, false prophets, they utter great swelling words that are vain, that are worthless, that are empty. And they entice people to follow them through the lust of the flesh. These false teachers do not miss a trick. They use every trick at Satan's disposal to cause you or those that they come into contact with to sin. They entice through the lusts of the flesh. And then verse 19 tells us that these false prophets, these false teachers, are servants of corruption. They 
are the same as they were in the time that Peter was revealing this. They have the same attributes, the same terrible, terrible so-called qualities. They are just there to cause great distress and to cause trouble for the Christian and for the church of Jesus Christ. So are times hard? Are the temptations difficult? Expect that. Opposition, is it powerful? Expect that. And trust the Lord Jesus Christ and the working of the Holy Spirit in your life to overcome. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is The Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. That's The Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible Class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.